get all the little goodies. <laughs> Hello there. Welcome to Art Cinema Fart Cinema's Goodies. This is the mini episodes we do in between seasons of Art Cinema Fart Cinema, uh, in which we recommend good films instead of talking about bad ones. I'm Nadim. I am Simon. And I'm recommending Phantom Thread, the 2017 film by Paul Thomas Anderson, not Daniel Day. PTA, the, P- the Parent Teacher Association. PTA, or please turn over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> please turn over. <laughs> please turn over. That's a Scottish thing, isn't it? Anyway, this Phantom Thread is the is allegedly the final film starring Daniel Day Lewis, uh, the Oscar-winning extraordinary actor we know as DDL over <laughs> over here at the Art Cinema Art Cinema Studio. Uh, and it also stars Vicky Creeps, who who's like who plays kind of opposite Daniel Day Lewis. Really, really goes head to head, toe to toe, head to head, goes head to head with Daniel Day Lewis as far as acting is concerned. Uh, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, the director of There Will Be Blood, and one of my favorite films ever, uh, Punch Drunk Love. <laughs> this film is about a dressmaker called Reynolds Woodcock, who is like this uh, stiff upper lip 1950s fashion designer. I think it's 1950s. Uh, or maybe 1960s, I can't remember. Uh, fashion designer, and he's like a really particular, uh, eccentric, uh, creative person who uh, has his days completely regimented by his sister, who he's weirdly close with. And he's a dressmaker, and he has these kind of female muses, as opposed to male muses, I don't know. He has these muses that he uses for inspiration for his dresses, and uh, once he's kind of used up their uh, their inspiration, their inspiration that he gets from them, he pretty much tosses them to the curb. Uh, this film is about how Alma, uh, played by Vicky Crepes, becomes his kind of next muse, and it's basically about her attempts to stay relevant in his mind as the muse for his creativity. And, like, I'm selling the film way short. Like, it doesn't sound like a film that would be interesting, but my God, it was. it's the best film I've seen all year. Like, I, it, actually, it came out last year, but... Um, or it came out in 2017, but I saw it at the start of 2018. And it was completely slept on at the Oscars. Like, no one even talked about it. I don't think many people have seen it. Uh, and I think every time I bring up the film, anyone who knows what it is goes, is that the film about the dressmaker? And I'm like, yeah. But, yeah, I'm not going to watch it because it's about a dressmaker. But my God, <laughs> oh, it's so good. So it's scored by Johnny Greenwood, who did the score for There Will Be Blood. Uh, and if you've, obviously, if you've seen There Will Be Blood, you'll know that the score for that's bloody amazing and the master I really liked the master yeah. soundtrack I don't know if that's by him though is it, it is, yeah. is it oh well there you go love, I love the master as well I, I love Paul Thomas Anderson he's amazing um, so this film as a score is by Johnny Greenwood the film is 2 hours and 10 minutes long and the score is about as long as that it's there's a, there is a score present in the film wall to like, wall sound it's wall to wall sound and it is as present as an actor like it's honestly the 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 third char- the third main character in the film is the music the music is unbelievable so it's, it's a bit like home alone <laughs> yeah very similar because <laughs> because the third character in that film is uh, (laughs) is the big fucking house (laughs) and you're like what the fuck does this guy do to (laughs) to afford such a big house anyway (laughs) so yeah so the score by Johnny Greenwood you know what? If you're not going to watch this film, if it doesn't sound like it's up your street, you're first of all you're dumb. Watch it; it's amazing. You might be. It's super slow. It's it's like 
very, it unfolds very slowly and you kind of let it seep under your skin. I saw it in a cinema completely by myself. Uh, there was no one else there. Um, and I actually think that, it, I think it flopped. I think it, it, did, mm-hmm. it didn't do very well at the box office. Not that it's a uh, kind of uh, comment on its quality at all, you know, because yeah. it's, it's, well, it's mad. Like, it's, you know what? My experience with There Will Be Blood, The Master and Inherent Vice mm-hmm. is that basically Paul Thomas Anderson is kind of losing me right. co- across yeah. those two films. Not in a way that I think that he's complete trash, just in a way that I'm like... He's not just, as good I as he was, yeah. No, well, no, it's not, I, I just leave his films thinking, what was that? What was the point? What was that then? So during during this film, I thought that as well. Like I, mm-hmm. I, After seeing Inherent Vice, I, we, me and my friends saw Inher- Inherent Vice completely and utterly like, looking forward to it. The trailers look great. Whacking Phoenix is obviously amazing. His mutton chops look awesome. The soundtrack sounded cool. We went and saw this film and we were just, we came out of it so cold, like, what the hell just happened? I was cautious going into uh, Phantom Thread. I just saw it just on a whim. And throughout the film, I was kind of like, oh God, this is really slow. This is losing me. And I don't know, something about the way it all comes together in the end. I was just like, good God, that was amazing. That was Mm -hmm. some movie. And I just wanted to talk about it. And no one's seen it. And it's like, no! Well, the thing that this really kind of bothers me in a way that I don't get the Inherent Vice and Master thing. I kind of almost get the There Will Be Blood thing. Mm. But the Master and the Inherent Vice, it really is just like, I don't really know what the, the point... I can't. I kind of feel like if I was to pretend that I got it, I'd be pretending. And then that's worse yeah. than the fact that I didn't get it. I think he, um, he likes to... So Paul Thomas Anderson, as a writer-director, he likes to place the kind of psychology of his characters way before everything else almost and I think that can be a little bit jarring but like mm. like so for example in um, what's it called in Inherent Vice like the whole point is that the detective is kind of bumbling and he's and he's like a stoner and he's kind of out of place and I don't know like I, there's something about that that leaves you cold because the whole movie is basically that you go from scene to scene to scene getting a little bit of information from one scene and then move to another scene and then Scenes just kind of seem to happen, and it's like. Uh. I mean, it really is. It's a bit. It's quite annoying because my thing with the Vice is that when it when it got funny, I was like, "Oh, good, it's a funny film." But Thank then it's God. not. <laughs> and then it goes away from being funny again. I'm like, "What happened to the humor?" Yeah. Uh, but you know, I was going to say though, like uh, my um, two films that were close to being on my list of goodies that got bumped off uh, just and t- just because of what I wanted to talk about. Uh, uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller by Robert Altman and The King of Comedy by Martin Scorsese. Scorsese and Altman are definitely two filmmakers that uh, Paul Thomas Anderson looks way up to. Oh, totally. And yeah, yeah. in a way, I kind of feel like his films are harking back to what to that, that 70s auteurship. Totally, totally. And uh, as someone who loves that old stuff, it, it further bothers me that I'm not getting not with it. it but yeah. in, uh, Phantom Thread to get back on that because I've dragged you off it uh, but that is one that's definitely on my list I think I'm trepid I, I really just like I feel like I don't want to look in case in case is, it's not good this yeah. is another one that I'm like I'm not sure about this well I, I loved it like he Paul Thomas Anderson was the he was the director of photography for this film so instead of having uh, who does he usually have I can't remember his name is it Roger Deakins <gasps> no it's not I can't remember so there's an amazing cinematographer that he always tends to work with. He basically didn't use him this time around. He, uh, is, it Wall- is it Wally Pfister? I don't or remember. Feister? Anyway, he, he did the photography himself and the way the camera moves is just gorgeous and the music and it's just, oh my goodness, this film is a total treat. to, to You put, put headphones on and watch it in the dark or, you know, 
even if, if you can watch it in a cinema, it's the it's the kind of movie that you can just sit and kind of be absorbed by. Uh, and I think if you like, even if if you like something like Mad Men, it's weirdly similar to that in many ways. Um, yeah, it does it actually kind of sounds highly present set. Like the setting is as present as everything else, and um, and and it's just an exploration of characters' kind of wants and needs and. Oh man, it's just mm-hmm. it, like it kind of has a last, a final act twist as well, which is just it kind of it doesn't turn your stomach, but it makes you go, oh, like you know, it's like holy shit, these characters are weird. Like, um, it starts off really quite normally and almost boringly, and and then it becomes uh, like narratively boringly, and then it becomes totally weird, just fucking <laughs> off the walls crazy, uh, but not in like a over the top not in a black swan way not in a black no 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 no. (laughs) this isn't this is this plays it totally straight but like it's just like it could be real basically it's like it's the kind of it's very crumb actually it's very crumb if you've watched crumb by now Hmm. you bloody you should have got off your ass and watched that yeah Yeah, it's it's actually very similar to crumb in the sense that it's about a weird eccentric creative guy uh, and his kind of relationship with a woman so anyway so that's uh that's phantom thread i don't think i've sold it very well but please Please watch it. It's it's fucking brilliant. I mean, the reason that it's gone up against those barriers is is because it doesn't sound good. It doesn't in, sound on good. Paper yeah. or, or in verbally explain explanations. I did not think I'd like it as much as I did. But yeah. I, it's all I. It's whenever anyone asks me, oh, uh, any good films you've seen this year, I say Phantom Thread first and foremost. I go, yeah, Phantom Thread. Like it's just it's hilarious. It's it's funny. It's it's just brilliant. It's very good. Anyway, end of goodies four. End of goodies four. Bye.